everyone dreams of living an uncommon life. And the best asset you have to achieve your dreams is you. Welcome to the Uncommon Wealth Podcast. We're going to introduce you to people who are living uncommonly. We're also going to give you some tools and strategies for building wealth and for pursuing an uncommon path that is uniquely right for you. Hello and welcome everybody to an episode of the Uncommon Wealth Podcast, where I'm your host, Philip Ramsey. And I'm Aaron Kramer. Thanks for tuning in. We have a fun update uh, podcast, which is Aaron and I. We're talking about student loans, the updates that the government has gone through. Uh, As all of you know, or maybe you don't know, so let me just remind you, uh, Aaron is amazing at student loans, trying to figure out what programs you should get on, type of different things. Also, how does it all integrate with a financial plan? So Aaron is kind of our resident expert in this. He has a designation. He's got the alphabet soup in the back of his name. Aaron Kramer, everybody. (laughs) Thanks. I definitely don't like the alphabet behind my name, but it's guess it's needed. You've helped a lot of people get out of debt. And it's like life-giving when you have a plan for thousands upon thousands, maybe even hundreds upon thousands of debt, uh, of, of dollars in debt for student loans. And so yeah. one, the work that you do is uh, helpful. And two, I love that you, your, your approach on this is just to educate people. And we had a conversation yesterday with two uh, clients and you said, listen, my job is to educate you on all your options. So if you're around a campfire and somebody was talking about their student loans and how much they got forgiven and you didn't know that, you'd be upset at me. So I just yeah. need to tell you what they are and then you can decide if you want to use them or not. But my job is to educate you, which I thought was so perfect and approachable. And that's kind of like a commercial for how we work because we just don't really sell. We educate. Uh, and then we yeah. really like to serve people. And so that's what we do here at Uncommon Wealth Partners. If you don't have any student loans, you might want to just skip this episode altogether. Maybe yeah. not. I don't know. You might just well, want to have as much content as Aaron and Philip as you can get. Then uh, be my guest. Listen to all this. Maybe you, you want to know what the government's doing with our tax dollars. It could be kind of interesting because this is a huge component of the government's debt is student loans. Yeah, it's one of the top ones. Like they're, I. I don't want to say it's the biggest one because it, but it was at one time. It, it was, still be, right. but I know it's one of their, their biggest income. Yeah. Driving from the United States portfolio is student loans. And so when they are talking about forgiving these things, like you got to really pause because they're at one point it was the biggest asset on the government's books, meaning it yeah. was helping them most with cash flow. So forgiving them is like having a truckload of, debt on your credit card payments and be like, you know what, let's just not worry about it or just jack it up even more. Like, so it's just really interesting when you talk through this stuff. So I do think there is wisdom in here for everybody, even if you don't have student loans, but you have my green light to pass if you want. That's fine. Yeah. If, if you think, you know, just please know, I'm not trying to make this political, but like people, when they're starting talking about forgiving student loans, do step it back and think like, like Philip was saying, you know, this is a huge income from them. We just yeah. printed more money than we ever had before yeah. the past few years. But also it's like, the thing about too, like what are they going to do for the next generations that we're, yeah. you know, we're in, you know, school's more expensive than it was for the ones that they're forgiving. Right. You know, so that's not fair at the same time as well too. So right. you know, it's a lot more complicated than people think, but yeah. And so if you think about my analogy, you have a, you have hundreds of thousand dollars on a credit card, 
your interest is through the roof and you like walk into your part-time job or full-time job and be like, I quit. <laughs> like it's not going to be helpful for paying back that debt. No. Um, so that's kind of what they're talking about when they forgive things. It's just like you're cutting off cash flow that could have been. Um, so there's implications. So Aaron, when did they update this and how often do they update things they like this? They don't update these things all that often. Um, so they've updated it and everything went into effect that was going to do it uh, in July. July 2023. Yep. So, uh, but also the new things I think won't go into effect again here until maybe next year. I don't okay. have the exact date on that, but like I know some things went away. Yep. Uh, a lot of this is going into effect. It went into effect here this last July. Okay, good. Okay, so let's talk about all these updates and then kind of maybe at the end, a strategy that you have used in the past yes. in order to help clients uh, get rid of their student loans in a, in, a, in a manner that's you know good for them. Yeah, so to, real quick, if you guys are new to listening, I know we've done podcasts on student loans before. So what we're going to be talking about is the government uh, aid that they have give you on your student loans. So if you have private student loans, this does not pertain to you. Um, not the private, not, not the private, private loans. These are just the government loans. So if and you for the most part, the new new loans coming out are pretty much all government. Am I right? No, not not the new ones. Just like you get private. So. Okay. Just as much as like when you fill out your FAFSA, which depends on whatever you take out. So I just met with a young gal a couple of weeks sure. ago. She had half government, half private. Okay. So you're talking about just your government loans. Just your government loans. And then okay. with that, like if you ever get somebody, just a little quick tip, side bar comment. If everyone, if anyone starts telling you, you need to refinance to private loans, be real cautious of that. So it's good to know. Yeah, because the government has done a lot to like help you make things affordable and give you a lot of options. Mm. But anyways, to start out, one of the major things they did change is for your public service forgiveness. So that means if you are a teacher working in the public schools or you're a doctor working in the public sector, public hospital of some sort, before on the old programs in the old regulation you could not get credit for loans that didn't like that weren't on the plan hmm. and if you were to then if you were to like consolidate your loans you would lose if you consolidated like a set of loans that weren't on the payment with loans that were on a public service forgiveness track you would lose all your credit ah that's so, frustrating yeah, it would be frustrating. So they have changed that now. So if you had thirty thousand dollars in loans that were that you were on track, you made sixty payments to your one hundred and twenty, and let's say you had another thirty thousand that didn't get put on that, um, and you wrapped those into your payment plan, you would now have thirty payments credited to you. So. Mm -hmm. You lose 30, but they're going to take that average and at least you're going to like not lose everything. Right? right. Okay. So let me articulate what I just heard. Like 
in the past with these government programs, you had to be signed up or like telling them that you're on this path. Yeah. You have to apply. You got to apply. And so the new ones, if you didn't apply for all of the loan forgiveness, you can get some of those kind of credited back to you up to 30 payments. Yeah. This is going to take the average. Okay. Yeah. That's why I did the easy math, like 30,000 and 30,000. If you had 60 payments towards your 120, Yep. completed but your other 30 you had nothing your average there's going to be 30. okay so right. so that's good still like do know that you have to do your math to make sure that's still good because sometimes it maybe it's better to like finish it out and get the, the one on the new track instead of like trying to like lump it all together yeah just reach out to aaron he'll figure it out for you yeah, or somebody yeah just somebody <laughs> that's what you're doing uh Otherwise, the other big changes are going to be the fact that pay as you earn plan will no is no longer eligible or going to be around now for anybody new that's going to be applying. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So if you are on it now, currently, you're fine. You're godfathered in. You can keep on it, which is good. Um, the big loss here with the pay as you earn plan is that was a 20 year track. So if you qualified for that program and you had grad classes, uh, you had I mean, 20 years and they were gone forgiven. Right. Wow. Whereas the other one's 25. Okay. So that kind of sucks. And then I, uh, <laughs> you also, if you were, uh, if you wanted to do, if it worked out, this is rare when it does, but if it did to file taxes separately, you could exclude your spouse's income from your income. And that that in itself has been taken away from a lot of programs now, so too. So anyways, well, no, it hasn't been taken away. It's actually been added in. So, but it, that was one of the ones you couldn't do, huh. do that with. But now you, you it's taken away, so you can't do it. Okay. Um. All right, so now let's get into the fun stuff. This, the government did make some good changes, we'll say, but now it's the new revised pay-as-you-earn payment plan, which is I think they're calling it like the save, the save plan. Yep, I've heard that. Yep. So the new update is so when we make the calculation off of what your payment's going to be, we take what your income is, gross income, hundred thousand dollars. $100,000. And we'll take what, you know, if you've contributed to any retirement plans that deduct your income, things like that, we take your family size into play. And that is going to be the big one. So, like, we take that and we get times that by the poverty line. Hmm. Okay. So, if you're a single household, we take you times one and a half. Take that number and we get subtract that from your income to give you your discretionary income. Wow. So in the past, it was 150%. So what we got to do? So I think like that one and a half, right? Yeah. The new one is 225%. Oh, wow. Yeah. So if you're a single borrower, <clears throat> this could increase you from, as a single borrower, it would increase you from 20400 uh to subtract to 30500 to subtract. 
It's a big okay, difference. and they're they're just trying to figure out how much you actually have in order to pay your loans back. Yep. So the new save pays your earn. You could have potential to have less that you'll have to pay back because yep. your number that they're seeing as discretionary will be smaller. Yes. Which I think is good because inflation is real. It's real. Yeah, inflation is real. So uh, now if you have a family of four in this example, or yes. given, you would, in the old system, I have it as at 150%, using that, you would write, be able to write off 41600 towards your income. Okay. Okay. With and the new 225%, you would be able to subtract 62400 Okay, so let's just pretend that you had $100,000 coming in yep. and you had a family of four and you have this $62,000 going up. So now you have $38,000 is yeah. like your potential income for your pay as you earn and pay back your loan. Yep. So you can see how it's going to be a lot smaller of what yep. you owe back in your loans. And your big thing on this play is to try to get them forgiven at the end of the rainbow. Am I right? Yeah, it was in the past. Now they've changed a few things where if that's, if that's not the full play, that's okay. Okay. Get to that. Let's, so, let's keep going. I'm sorry. I put the cart before no, the horse. You're good. That was a good <laughs> like foresight thing to see here. So, Yes. Yeah, so we go like say like that same thing you were talking about. Like if you just, ha if you make a hundred thousand dollars, you have family of four, maybe $38,000. Now what, like what you would do and how you get your calculation is you take that 38,000 10% of that would be your yearly payment. Oh, okay. So you divide it by 12 to get your monthly payment, right? Yeah. If you just have undergraduate loans now, it's no longer 10%. It is 5%. Oh, wow. So they've decreased that for you. Now, if you have graduate loans, that did not change. Your graduate loans will be 10%. Okay. I see. I see. So it depends on undergraduate or graduate. Yep. So and you have on that top one, if you had $38,000, 10% of $38,000 would be 3800 Divided that by 12, that's $315, give or take a yep. dollar or two. That's how much your monthly payment would be. Now, if it was undergrad, you would owe half of that because you only owe 5% of that $38,000. Am I yes. doing the math right? You're doing the math right if it was black and white like that. But yes. unfortunately, right. if you have graduate loans, you probably might, you possibly have both unless your yeah. parents paid for your undergrad and they're saying, oh, we're not going to pay for your grad. So if you have both, it's going to be a weighted average between the two to come out with your percentage of what your payment will be. Okay. So it won't be the highest. It won't be the lowest. Yeah. So they'll It'll take your the payment off of your undergrad loans and then they'll take your payments of 10% off of your grad loans. And then they'll do that average weighted between the two. And then that's what your payment will be. Okay. So it still gets better, right? Yeah. I think mean, it's, it's helpful. Yeah. And then for anybody that's like on the forgiveness route, uh, if you're going to get your loans forgiven here in the next two years, it is tax free. That's um, huge. Yeah, it's huge. If somehow you got onto one of these programs prior to <laughs> that and didn't switch because most switch or anything, yeah. Which I don't feel like there's going to be too many of them. But if you are planning on getting forgiveness after 2025, which then, majority will, yep. Will be, that will be tax. So make sure you're saving for that big tax hit. Yeah. So let's say you've had $200,000 in student loans 
by the end of it, when you get done with it, there's still $100,000 left. That all gets forgiven, but then it goes on as income for that year when you have got that forgiven. Yes. So, so you have to save up for the taxes that you will be assuming at that time that those loans are forgiven. Yeah. And in the old system, like you got to think about it, if you have a really low payment, like the government and the old interest subsidy treatments, like the first three years in the revised pay as you earn or pay as you earn, like the Department of Education would pay for whatever you didn't make up. So if, let's say your payment was $100, but your payment was $30, but you had $100 in interest, then that $70 would get, you know, they would cover that for the first three years. Then they'd cover half of it for your subsidized loans, but nothing of your unsubsidized loan. Okay. Right. So that gets, but like you can see over a 20, 25 year period, that that can start adding up pretty quick. Right. Oh, like for sure. You get to the end of the 20 years, like you had $100,000 in student loans. Well, by the end of the 20 years, like you're getting forgiven like 200, 250,000. Mm-hmm. But you got to pay taxes on, right? Right. Also, that threw in a wrench for people that, like, you know, maybe didn't make, don't make a lot of money when you come out of college, but you're going to end up making a lot of money. Mm-hmm. It makes it a problem. Like, do I get on this program or do I not? Right. I think that was a lot of times what I heard of with all this stuff is like they were just confused. Like, do I do it or do I not? It kind of is a big deal, but I don't know if I'm going to do it. Like, that was majority of people. And so a lot of times, let's just be honest, analysis by paralysis, they didn't do anything. Yeah. Well, that and it's like, oh, man, like, yeah, if you came out of school and you made 40,000, it made sense. But then like, if you're going to end up making $150,000 in the next five to eight years, well, man, now your payments, you know, you're making uh-huh. a lot. Yeah, right. going up. And then, like, you should have just, like, stayed on a normal program. But right. um, this is where the government did, a, I think, that it really did a good job in this. So now borrowers um, who are making payments, your interest is not charged to you at all. So... Hmm. It's not going to accrue. So that's... That's huge. Yeah. So that's the nice thing. So meaning like if you got $100,000 in student loan debt and you're on the new revised page you're in plan, it will stay $100,000. Mm-hmm. So... That's good. Okay. I know. So I, I mean, so you could get on a payment plan and 10 years down the road, you end up making a lot of money. You just need to pay it off because that's what makes sense. You don't have 200 sitting there. You still have 100 sitting there. Yeah. Right. Because these pays you earn, the problem is that you might not even be covering majority of the interest. Yeah. And so that's it's a huge problem when you go yes. to the balance is growing, right? It's yep. just not ideal. Not ideal. So, okay. That's a huge deal, I think, for a lot of people. And then that makes, that means also like a lot less money needs to be saved up. To pay that tax bill. Okay. So I think that's really good. Good point. Um, that will significantly decrease your tax liability at the end of your 2025 20, years. The other big change was, as you can see with that change, it really helped people that had a lower balance if they should jump on this or not. Mm. 
And so they, with that, this change of not a lot, like not having the interest be subsidized into your overall payment, it really helps a lot. Good. Right. That's a pretty good overview of the changes, I think. I mean, there's a lot of things that just comes to knowledge. Once you know it, you can, you can have, you can do your best. You can make your best decision, but so that's yeah. good. That's good. So, um, so for your lower balances, like, I don't know who th this would have to hit people that like you got student loans taken out and you make very little money. But if you have less than $12,000 in loans and you get on a program, it can get, it can get forgiven after 10 years. Even okay. if you're not public service. Under 12. Under 12. Okay. So let's so talk about like a patient type, unless you have other changes that we need to talk through. No, here. Okay. So like, that's the thing. So for you guys going, going forward for these plans, anybody that's looking to get on a plan now going forward, the two big ones, like I know us advisors will probably be breaking down. It'll be the income-based repayment plan the new for new borrowers or the revised page you earn, the new version. Yeah. Cause um, there's some differences there, like the 150% to the 225%. But like, you got to remember the revised page earn does not, does not have a cap. There's no cap on the repayment. So like you end up making $500,000 a year, your payment's going to be there, right? Yeah, it's coming up with you. Yeah, whereas like the IBR plan, there is a cap to your payment. Mm. Okay, good. Okay, so if you're completely confused... Um, I think one reach out to somebody who knows because it's, I mean, obviously nice to just understand this stuff and then you can make a informed choice. That's all we kind of want to do. So yeah. tell me this, if you have $50,000 and you are coming out of school, have some, you know, masters, have some graduate, but you're going to be making around 200,000. What would you advise them? Ooh, if you're going to make $200,000, my thing is like, you're going to have good go to the good old Dave Ramsey and debt snowball, because that's a good point that a lot of these people don't have just one debt. They don't have one loan. It's like 17 added yeah. on top of it, $5,000 a pop or whatever or less. So it is nice to just be able to put a little program together to the old, my uncle Dave Ramsey approach, which is not yeah. my uncle. <laughs> and then just start zipping through those. So yeah. that's a play. But if you wanted um, to change that scenario up, yeah, let's change it. To, change it. Fifty thousand dollars in student loans, and you make fifty thousand. You know, and then maybe you yes. plan on going to start making a lot more money one day. Yeah, I would go on your re, the revised. I'd, I'd I'd look at the revised page earn new plan. Good. Yep. So cheapen it up because you know you need you're new you're out of college right yep. like so like man everything sucks. You're a pro officer, which yeah. is hard enough. You know what yeah. I'm saying? <laughs> so. Get out of, get your payment where it's more affordable for you so you can pay all your bills. Yeah. And you can buy groceries and stuff like that. Right. But your overall debt is not going to grow. I like it. So. Okay. I like it. I think we've kind of talked through all that. Anything else in closing that people should, or like you implore for people to do this because it is a big decision. Like there's, yeah. a, this is real debt. Uh, and it does take some strategic planning in order to see which one and the best way to repay it. It's all really like use resources. You like go to the, there's 
was it federalloan.gov like go there start like inquiring reading up on it reach out to somebody yeah like it doesn't have to be us just find somebody with like a cslp designation because that means they I mean, we have to do ce's every year it's annoying right but like it's helpful when there's changes yeah but like i mean that designation is meant like is for financial advisors so like right. we're looking at more than just your student loans because things can look super simple and like self-explanatory and you're just looking at one thing but when you start adding other pictures in there it can change things good okay well you just got the updated on the revised uh college savings plan yeah You've been listening to the Uncommonwealth Podcast. Thanks for taking your time. Hopefully you got something out of it. And uh, until next time, figure out a plan. Yeah, figure it out. Get it done. Get it done. That's all for this episode. Brought to you by Uncommonwealth Partners. Be sure to visit uncommonwealth.com to learn more about our services. Don't miss an episode as we introduce you to inspiring people who are actively pursuing an uncommon life.